So it's one of those things that sometimes our perfectionism that we may not even realize we have is stopping us from progress and causing extra stress that we don't even need. So what is stopping your progress and your momentum in life? What are the things that you are still spending more time on than you need to? You can do something good enough to get it done and move on. And then guess what? If it's important, come back and refine it later. I'm Clint Hoops, and this is the Unrivaled Man Podcast. The Unrivaled Man is where we help businessmen like you be the unrivaled leader in their work and home. We're revealing the perspective you've been missing to upgrade your identity and become better husbands, fathers, family men, and business owners. Let's get started. Welcome to the Unrivaled Man Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. You know, often one of the main things that I help my clients with is discovering some of the blind spots that they have in their leadership and that they have in some of their relationships with people in their lives, whether those people be employees at work or whether they be themselves personally, right? Not seeing themselves clearly or what's happening in their own lives, as well as their relationships with their wives, their children, and other important people in their lives. Now, blind spots are often the things that are most dangerous in our lives because we can't see them. That's the very definition of a blind spot. We can't see it. We can't see it for ourselves. So we often need someone else to help us to be able to see the blind spot that might be plaguing us. So when I ask a client if they've ever struggled with perfectionism or if they have perfectionism tendencies. It's very funny because often they will say, oh, absolutely not. Have you seen my truck? It's, it's a disaster. It's a mess. Or, or, hey, if you saw my desk, you would know I am not a perfectionist. Or you see what I'm wearing today? I mean, do you think someone, if I was a perfectionist, I'd go out of the house this way? You know, whatever number of different comments people will come back to prove, they are absolutely not a perfectionist. And they do not have this issue with perfectionism, right? They're a mess or whatever they might say. And it's funny because we'll often say the same thing. I, I often say the same thing about myself. I, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. And until I, I managed to get a little bit deeper and look a little bit further to realize, wow, actually there are parts of my life where maybe I do have a blind spot or two. And you start realizing, okay, maybe there are places in my life where I am trying to have things be a little too perfect. And there are some reasons why. So today we're going to talk about the reasons why this might be happening to you. And the reason why you might be listening and thinking, this doesn't apply to me. I don't struggle with this. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. As we begin, we're going to talk about the reason it is so important to recognize this, especially, especially if it is one of your blind spots that does plague you, but you don't realize it. So today, as you're listening, think about your own life. 
and think about any insights that you receive. See if there's anything that pops up in your mind and gives you a clue as to the place in your life that you need to work next, right? And it may have nothing to do with perfectionism, maybe something different. But there's going to be something that pops up that helps give you direction on what you need to do next in your life. So listen close to your own thoughts and your own intuition and be prepared to write that down and act. So Winston Churchill said this. He said, perfection is the enemy of progress. Perfection is the enemy of progress, right? It is the thing that's going to stop progress. The second we try to make something perfect, it is going to stop. If you are seeking perfection, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. And so it's funny, (laughs) this last weekend, I had a perfect example of this. My wife, who is an incredible baker and creator of all things, was making a birthday cake for my now four-year-old boy. And it was fun. This, this cake was going to be, was, was super fun. It's, it's several layers high and it has all of his favorite characters on it. And it was just a, just a fun, fun birthday cake. But as my wife was, was doing this cake, she was finishing it up, baking the cakes late the night before we were having his party, right? So the night before she was getting things ready for the party and late that night, she was finishing up this cake and she was doing a bunch of other things at the same time. Somehow the timer for the cake didn't go off or it got muted or something happened. Anyway, you slice it. The cake cooked for many minutes too long and came out way more brown. I, I, I don't know if I want to call it burnt necessarily. She would definitely call it burnt, <laughs> but it was definitely way more well done than she, than she desires. So let me give you a little background on my wife. She, once again, is incredible in these kind of things. She's done wedding cakes for years, different things on and off. She actually did our own wedding cake. She did a five-tier wedding cake with a hundred or so handmade edible roses and just absolutely incredible. So just just amazing. And uh, so so she has... You know, this, this level of performance, right? That she typically gets. And, and it's hard, right? It's hard because she wants things. She wants it to be great and she wants it to taste great. That's what I love about her cakes. They always taste great. Don't just look great, but they taste great. And so it was funny. So that night she pulled out of the oven. It was like, Oh my goodness, what are we doing? And, uh, decided to go to bed. Can't do anything about it now. Woke up the next morning. She was trying to decide, okay, what do I do? I got to rebake these cakes. Because it's got to be, it's got to be perfect as for his birthday. It's got to be great. And it's really funny because my little daughter, my eight-year-old, she said, she told my wife, she's like, mom, nobody cares. (laughs) She says, nobody cares if it's a little bit well done. And and, and it was so funny. My wife just started laughing and it it kind of helped us all realize, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's not like it's a baking competition or something. It was perfectly edible. It's not like it was burnt super badly. It was great. It was fine. It just wasn't quite that 100% perfection in her eyes. And my daughter kind of brought it back for us all. Nobody cares, right? And not in the mean way that nobody cares, because of course people care. But what was the purpose of everything? It's to celebrate the birth of my four-year-old, right? 
And so she helped kind of bring it back to us all. And it's funny, the last few days, whenever we started kind of worrying about something, we've been saying, nobody cares. <laughs> right? It's kind of going through our mind. Nobody cares. And once again, we do care. And people do care about things, but they don't care that much, right? This perfectionism or perfection isn't something that we have to have. And there are different things in our lives that are just like this. We have certain expectations for ourselves that we want things to be at this top level, right? Now, I am not saying that we should not seek for great performance or great work, anything like that. I am not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there are some times where we don't need that level, right? It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect because otherwise we are going to be wasting a ton of time and stopping progress and moving forward with life. In the cake example, if my wife had to make another, another cake, get it all ready, clean up all of that, cook it, wait for it to cool so she could decorate the cake, it would have pushed everything and made it so much more stressful on his birthday. But in the end, it turned out great. No one said a thing. Many people actually commented that it was one of the best cakes they've had. So it's one of those things that sometimes our perfectionism that we may not even realize we have is stopping us from progress and causing extra stress that we don't even need. So what is stopping your progress and your momentum in life? What are the things that you are still spending more time on than you need to? You can do something good enough to get it done and move on. And then guess what? If it's important, come back and refine it later. I'm not saying don't provide great products or great performance or doing exceptional work on things. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there are some times when getting it done is good enough for now, right? In order to make the progress and continue having momentum. And you're the one that can see this in your own life. You know when it's needed. But perhaps there are times that you are fooling yourself into thinking that something right in front of you is better for it to be perfect versus not done at all. Because sometimes that's the, that's the answer in our minds. We're waiting for it to be perfect so we don't do it at all. And I'm submitting that having it done perhaps is better than seeking for perfection. So once again, what is stopping your progress and momentum? Do you have any projects, right, at work or otherwise, that have never quite made it off the ground? You know they would be great. You know there would be something, that this would be something that could take you to another level or help you get more business, whatever it might be, but it never quite makes it there because you're waiting for it to get fleshed out better instead of just acting. Action is often the way to help make sure things are good and to, make, and to help refine your ideas right? Actually getting it out there lets you know if it's even worth spending the extra time, right? There's lots of different things. So do you have potential customer maybe that you have not reached out to because you wanted to make sure that, you know, you had some new project underway or some new product or uh, you wanted your website to be updated or something new to happen or some other excuse that we tell ourselves before we act, right? Before we act, we give ourselves excuses. And these are, this is just a form of perfectionism. 
right? It's a form of perfectionism. You want things to be perfect before you make this step, right? There are so many different chances, so many different opportunities. Action is what we need. Action is what we need. Do you have intention to improve some part of your life, but it never quite, you never quite get to implementation? Have you had that? You have those intentions, those good intentions, right? But you never quite get to implementation. You know it's something you need to do. You have that feeling over and over. That thought comes to your mind again and again over time that you need to change this thing. And you don't. You wait for the perfect time. But that time never comes. Right? That time never comes. There's a quote by a man by the name of Michael Law. And he said this. He said, At its root, perfectionism isn't about a deep love of being meticulous. It's about fear. Fear of making a mistake. Fear of disappointing others. Fear of failure. Fear of success. Do any of those ring true to you? Do you struggle with any of those things? Have that fear that comes up that causes you to wait, continue to wait instead of acting on making an improvement in your life in some way or taking a project on that you know would be great, moving to the next level on something. Part of becoming an unrivaled man is freeing ourselves from the comparison of others. Unrivaled means no competition, no comparison. To become a man that is not comparing and competing with others in that way. Right? So we can free ourselves from this because the only reason you would have fear is if you're comparing yourselves to someone else. You know, another strategy for this that I love comes from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. He says this, he says, he calls it the 80% approach. And you may have heard some version of this in the past. Uh, Dan Sullivan explains it very well. He has uh, a little free ebook download that you can do. And I put a link to it in the show notes. Once again, I get nothing from this. If you download this, I just think it's a great resource and, and want to share it with you. So, so yeah, there's a link there takes you to Dan Sullivan and uh, free ebook, super, super helpful for understanding this concept. So Dan Sullivan, he says, you need to get something to 80% and then you can refine it later. Same thing we're saying. He says that 80% is good enough to get something out. Then come back and refine it if it's worthwhile. You know, he's not referring to the commitment level or to the effort that you need to put in. Not that at all. He's just saying it's the level that you accept as complete. Just accept that 80% there whatever there means for you, whatever that perfection is that you put in your mind, that ideal state, let 80% be good enough and get it out there and, and move forward. Take the next step, whether that's reaching out to the client, like we said, whether that's implementing a new program, whether that's starting to sell this new product, whether that's making the change in your personal life. Sometimes we want to create this huge master plan before we move and act. I've been guilty of this many times in my life. I'm guilty of it. I love to create a a great master plan, get all the steps in place, know exactly what needs to happen next. And sometimes I go a bit too far. And that's the reason this 80% 
rule here has made such a big difference for me, helping me realize that it's okay to have it to a place where it's ready to share and then come back and refine. If I'm improving something in my own life, it's okay to do better than I'm doing today, improve, and then come back and refine myself a little better later. So there's something about just getting it done, right? Getting something complete that feels good and gives us momentum, right? Gives us momentum in our lives. Because I often hold myself to an unrealistic standard, right? That's that perfectionism. I hate to call it perfectionism because I don't want to be a perfectionist in that way either. But in the end, I realize, man, when I hold myself to this unrealistic standard or I compare myself to the way another leader does something or... I compare what I'm doing to someone else or the results they're getting. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't get me closer to where I need to go. It's just a form of perfectionism that is fear in the end of failing or fear of not living up to a standard of someone else or a standard that I have set for myself, perhaps even an unrealistic standard. So, Here's another, even another view on perfectionism. So Tiago Forte, he is the founder of Forte Labs. Now Forte Labs is, is a company that helps people with all types of things, but the primarily knowledge management, personal knowledge management, PKM it's called. And Tiago Forte is the creator of something called the building a second brain system. And it's really interesting And if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, go ahead and type in building a second brain or PKM or personal knowledge management. And you can go down a rabbit hole of, of information and YouTube videos and tools and all kinds of things. And it's very interesting, especially if you're a, a nerd like me on this kind of stuff. I love being, I love different tools. I love being able to organize the, the knowledge that I consume and that I capture. And Tiago is brilliant on these things. So. If you're a geek like me, you want to know some more of these things, go ahead and send me a message. I would love to help uh, help you get more information on this. But I want to share something from Tiago because Tiago was talking about, you know, gathering knowledge in his little, his little niche. And he said this because he recognized that we have a finite time to consume information and knowledge. And he said this. He said, perfectionism is the illusion that all details matter equally. Now, I love that because he is talking about gathering personal information and compiling it into a way that you can use your information, right? That's why he calls it a second brain. But when I heard that, I started thinking about it in terms of improving myself, trying to become the leader and the man that I want to become. And I realized that in my life, if I allow all details to matter equally, then I got a problem. That is the perfectionism, right? That's me trying to make everything important all of the time. And it doesn't work. When you're trying to balance your life, right? I do that in air quotes, right? Balance your life. If everything is important and matters equally, there's no balance there, right? That's no real balance. Balance is all about balancing our lives. And so balancing comes by putting more effort in the place where it is most needed, where it is most necessary. And guess who gets to determine what is most necessary? 
That is you. That is you. You get to determine what is most necessary in your life. What is the most important part of your life? What part of your life needs the most attention right now? And that's where you go. That's what you do. And you're able to go through your life and respond, be proactive, but also respond properly and make sure that the amount of time you spend in each part of your life is appropriate. And so perfectionism is the illusion that all details matter equally. So if your actions are showing that everything matters equally, it's going to be really hard to prioritize what's happening in your life because that's not prioritizing, right? If you're, if you're trying to just allow and react to whatever comes to you without having a filter, right? A filter where you can say, this is what's most important. This is what isn't what truly matters. That is when you're going to be able to make those decisions quickly and move along. But only once you have very clear in your mind, the vision of who you want to become, what type of leader you want to be, what type of father you want to be, what type of husband you want to be, right? The way that you want your company to run, the success you want to have. As you become more and more clear on these things, the decisions get easier. And the less you hold on to perfectionism and making things perfect in any part of your life and seeking to do your very best and to act, right? Err on the side of positive action. Things will happen and fall in your good. And you come back and refine and continue to refine and refine until you become that person. And until you're acting and getting things done in all of the areas that matter to you. So what in your life is keeping you from your true priorities, right? What in your life is keeping you from your true priorities? Are you still sitting there and seeking for things to be perfect in certain areas and then not acting in other areas of your life? I think of that game, the would you rather game. You may have played it, right? And so it can be, there's a million would you rathers, right? Like, uh, would you rather get stung by a jellyfish or shave your head, right? Or whatever kind of silly different would you rathers do they have? Our life is full of those kind of things. We just don't often realize that's what we're doing. Would you rather view this Instagram post or this Facebook post or watch this YouTube video or complete this very important thing at work? Or spend this time building a relationship with your child or your wife. Now, we don't often see it that way. And they don't have to be mutually exclusive, like the would you rather game. Like you can only do one or the other. But life is full of those choices. And not making a choice is a choice, right? As the old cliche goes, not making a choice is a choice. So what are we choosing to do? What are we choosing to do? And what are we choosing to do with the insights that we've received today? So what are those insights for you? Are they clear for you? Did you write them down? What are you going to do differently after listening today? Did you begin to discover a blind spot that you didn't even realize was there? Is there something that's holding you back that you didn't even know, but it's becoming clear? If you do, have a blind spot like this. 
or you want help diving deeper into what blind spots might be in your life right now. Unhealthy blind spots that might be holding you back from achieving the momentum in life that you want. I've created something just for you. So go to unrivaledman.com and go through my Unrivaled Momentum Quick Start Training where you will come away with very specific strategies for taking on the blind spots in your life and in your business. You will come away with things that you can implement and see changes on right now. So go ahead, go to unrivaledman.com and check out the Quick Start Training and begin to make your progress on gaining that unrivaled momentum in your own life. Thanks for joining me today. And now it is up to you to be the unrivaled man in your life. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Unrivaled Man Podcast. I'm Clint Hoops, and if this show has impacted you, please share it with a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts.